Hello? Hello? Hello, James? Can you hear me? Is there anybody out there? Is there anybody out there? Is there anybody out there? Genuinely can't remember. Can you hear me? You can't hear me. Can you hear me now? Hello? I could hear you the whole time, you beautiful, beautiful boy. That won't work. Don't do that. That's like trying to poo out your own mouth hole. And it's working. That's good. Well, that's that's. It's just as well we didn't say anything good up till now. And, and to be fair, there's no guarantee I'm going to say anything good. It's um, it's late, isn't after, it? After well, for me, it is. I should be in bed. Really. Have you taken your drugs yet? No, I haven't taken my drugs You're yet. Not playing chicken with your sleepy. No, drugs. nine 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 o'clock's my um my uh, cut off. Right. Okay. That's when it gets cut off. That's when it gets cut off, yeah. I think what we should do first is mm-hmm. we should just quickly record something uh, just for our Patreon people. It's been a while. I did a bit of wh- I did I did a bit of a uh, bit of whimsy at the end there for them. Uh, why why are you why are you talking about that bit? What? We're doing the show now. Oh, Christ. All right. This is a show. Sorry, got, I, you, I wasn't ready. You've got a hard out at nine o'clock and the laptop, um, the the, the uh, clock on my laptop doesn't give me the right time. You've got a hard out in 26 minutes. You're actually literally going to pass out. Oh, well, I can pro- I could probably go a little bit over, but not too much. Yeah, but eh? you get really mardy after. Well, violent. Yeah. Did you see the picture of the escaped chimpanzee from the Japanese zoo? During the week, no. But was it on your medication? It, it, it looked like it might be. This um, chimpanzee had got out of got out of a zoo or something, and there's this picture, and he's up on these uh, like I think they look like telephone cables, huh? and there's a guy with a hard hat in a cherry picker right in front of him, and the chimpanzee's giving it proper at the bloke. It's terrifying looking. Right? If you um, if you look up Escape to a Japanese Chimpanzee, you'll probably see the picture I'm referring to. It's most amusing. But yeah, he looks like he's having a bit of roid rage, to be honest with you. Chimpanzees are fucking terrifying. I don't want to see that. Uh, after the age of seven. Have you... Apparently they're lovely. They're lovely up until seven. Yeah. And then they turn into psychopathic monsters, much like human children. That's uh, exactly what the film Seven was about. It is, yeah. Have you seen the uh, the new Planet of the Apes films, the most recent two, the ones that are set in the present day-ish and are about the actual rise of the, the apes? I think one of them's called no. um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes and the other one's called uh, the, the... Revenge of the Sith. Knights Rising or something like that. Mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith, you nonsense. Revenge of the Simeon. 
I do want to talk about. Uh, it's funny you should mention that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've, I really, think I've forgotten how to talk to you. <laughs> right. Okay. I just deep breath. Think of England. So, uh, for the, uh, the for the listener, we should uh, explain. Mm-hmm. We have been away a little while. Part of the reason I've been away, I think, part of the, I've I've not had any earphones for my uh, phone. Which is where I listen to all of my podcasts. That's a weak excuse. That I listen to. And so it seemed normally when I'm listening to lots of podcasts, I'm thinking, oh, I really want to record. I really, really want to record a podcast. It feels like I want to get in on that conversation. Mm. And I haven't had any uh, uh, earphones. And I've just been listening to the people around me on the bus and stuff. Um, Oh, which um, hasn't really made me want to do anything. It's, It's really made me just want to go to bed and not ever get up really so they get your SLA team into a drone yeah block it out man and it's not 20 years of working for other people that does it no no it's definitely the buses but uh, I I know that you've had the same experience as I've had uh, this week or at least one experience the same as I've had this week because um, the uh, a certain film became available to home viewers and I think we both got to experience, I know it never really goes away for you, but we both got to experience a, a second burst of uh, Star Wars uh, excitement, like proper full-on oh, Star you, Wars excitement. I was almost in tears the whole way through. I love it so much. Do you know what I love about it most? What? My wife likes it. Yeah. You, she really liked it. Do you know, it's funny. Our friend Oki was over, and I think, I think Amy had seen the Star Wars films when she was younger, or at least one of them when she was younger, but wasn't really bothered. And mm. uh, we watched um, The Force Awakens, and she loved... Every time um, BB-8 said something, or Chewie said something, she kind of chuckled. I heard a chuckle. She was very tired, and I heard a chuckle at that, mm. and that just really cheered me up, because I wasn't sure if Oki and I were forcing her to watch it. <laughs> we kind of were <laughs> We kind of were forcing her to watch it. Um, yeah. But... Uh, it the, it was she was actually enjoying it I think the only thing is and we aren't going to talk about this specific thing but there's people who've seen the film there are a few scenes that you really want to be awake for there's the first really big spacey flying bit it's a Star Wars movie so I don't think it's spoiling anything to say that there's one particular mm-hmm. scene where uh, it, it'd be the one scene you wouldn't want to be asleep for you wouldn't want to drop off during at least one. There's like an emotionally charged um, scene. I don't just mean every scene with John Boyega oh, in, but there's one particular the, scene. The, the Raftar chase uh, on uh, Hans Junction. Yes, that's the scene. That's the one. Did you, when you were watching it, did you think that's the most George Lucasy bit of this film? I what the Raftar yeah. bit. No, well, kind of. I, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is awesome. I, I, <laughs> There's massive squid monsters. The way I feel about it is a little bit of that goes a really long way. And yeah, no, absolutely. That's all we needed. Yeah. It was lovely. And there's just enough of it in that film. And, and then the rest of it is kind of... And there's lots of humour in it, which I think is really, really nice. Um, but, yeah. Do you know the only thing I could have done without? What? Is just Han Solo stop going on about the bowcaster. He only says it twice. Exactly. Oh. Is that too much? But it's like, seriously, man, in all the time that they were chipping about together, he didn't have a go on the bowcaster. I refuse to believe well, that. Well, he's very set in his ways, and that's Chewie's. 
No, he's not. He's freewheeling. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's freewheeling and he's setting an, his ways. He doesn't make plans. He's the, he's the exactly. He's the classic improviser. But he likes what he likes. He's like the Paul Left Tompkins of space space uh, smuggling. Except that he's always flown the same spaceship and used pretty much the same well, blaster. We don't know that Paul Left Tompkins hasn't always flown the same spaceship. Are you just you see the 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 thing is I've um there there was a point when we used to podcast and I was still a sprightly young not yet forty I wasn't a forty something yet where I would really fastidiously um at, at mention everybody we talked about and everybody whose stuff we mm. talked about on on one of our podcasts and say oh we talked about you on that but I don't do that yeah. anymore so I don't think I'm, I don't think this is going to be your chance to meet Paul F Tompkins. <laughs> Oh, that'd be so beautiful, though, wouldn't it? You could. Oh God, I love Paul F. Tompkins. When you listen back to this episode and you hear the mm. Paul F. Tompkins bit, you can tweet. Yeah. Uh, you can tweet. Ah, oh, oh, I'd totally forgotten. I'd said all of this stuff about Paul F. Tompkins being like Han Solo. Uh, oh yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, and but you could add to- Paul F. Tompkins. That's totally the sort of thing I do. It's yeah. totally the sort of thing I do. <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah, totally the sort of thing I do. I'm. Um, I'm completely changed person. Are you? Is that what you're doing these days? No, there's no chance I'm going to do that. No, I couldn't bear it. Oh. But the thing is, if I did it right, the reason I wouldn't do it is because I would be obsessively checking my emails. Yeah. Why your emails? From the minute I sent it, from the minute I sent it to see if Paul Left Tompkins had liked my tweet, and, and it would obsess me for days yeah, no, that's true. afterwards. Um, and I, I don't think it's fair to do that to myself. Um, I don't think that's what Han Solo or Paul F. Tompkins would want. No, and I don't think it's what... Um, which character are you the most like? Oh, this thing packs some punch. What was that? That's uh, Han Solo. Was that, this thing packs some punch, is that, is that you doing an impersonation of Paul F. Tompkins doing an impersonation of Han Solo? I don't know why I didn't try this years ago. <laughs> That sounds more like an Obi Wan Kenobi. Still seems appropriate. I get to knock it off my bucket list. Spoilers. Uh, but Force Awakens uh, really enjoyed it, and when we saw it at the cinema, I was just pleasantly surprised that I had lots of fun at the time. My knee was really hurting. Yeah, well, that was probably as a result of the whole you cut in the bottom of your popcorn, wasn't it? Yeah, as much as anything. Yeah, that was good. I don't, I would never do that. It doesn't make any, I, I spent 20 minutes on a podcast once explaining why I think that's that whole cutting a hole in the bottom of the popcorn thing is done. I, well, to be honest with you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to get salt on my penis, exactly. like, especially the sensitive uh, bell end area. Exactly. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to, I think that uh, this isn't the first time we've gone over this material and, um, and there's maybe it's sharper this time. There's definitely an episode of Unanswered where we talked about it quite a lot. What is it? I tell you, I had to go on a business trip recently, yeah. and what is it with the food on airplanes? I found it to be uh, quite amusing. Uh, it was uh, unrecognisable uh, from real food, yeah. and uh, we all uh, we all observed that. And that's probably something that you'd be able to relate to if you've been on a. On an aeroplane. Did you get any uh, completely innocent Muslims removed from your flight? Apparently that's what white folk like you do these days. Well, you say innocent, don't you? But... If they will talk in their own language. The problem, you see... The the problem is, 
other people and their insistence on living by their culture. That's the problem. If only everyone would adopt our culture, then everything could be okay. I I like that voice you're doing. Thank That's you. very different. That's not like you. Yeah, no, I rocked another one out there. I think it's sort of, I'm doing a bit of sub-gove there. I really, really like it. I think what, um, but I think what the problem is, I read a story today about a man who got taken off a flight in America. Uh, Sorry, can I just, do, do you know how much uh, uh, self-control it took for during your pauses after you saying you read a, uh, you read the news today, uh-huh. oh boy, yeah, to not, not continue singing a day in life. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. But this man was that worth interrupting you for? This I don't was know, um, I don't think so. about a lucky man who made the grade. Ah. Uh, of uh, to uh, had he noticed uh, lights changing? No, don't don't keep like don't keep going on about it. Well, now now we've got to flog it until it's not funny. I, I don't think it was that funny. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But about a lucky man who made the grade. Um, of being a, an Arab uh, who is also uh, Muslim, uh, which means that he gets to get... That's a heady combination. Uh, that means that he gets to get thrown off flights because people don't like the sound of him talking on the phone to uh, people in his own language. And I've got a little bit of sympathy. Well, I've got a lot of sympathy for, for the situation because it's ridiculous. But at the same time... Um, it, it's one of those things that the one of the other passengers was staring at him when he got off the phone with his uncle, um, and uh, they apparently reported him to the aircrew, saying that he was on the phone and he sounded he was talking angrily in um, whichever language it was he was he was speaking, and um, I. The problem with a lot of Arabic languages, and the reason I've got a lot of sympathy for this is because Greek is a lot like this as well, is if you're a man without particular like voices and tendency to have certain sorts of vocal cords that make our voices deeper, it's almost impossible to speak in our Arabic languages and in Greek and not sound angry. You just sound angry yeah, all the time. It, 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 and it's the intonation of the, the, the language as well. I notice that sometimes you listen to Polish people talk, so we've got quite a large Polish community here. They sound angry to my ears. I know they're not, but when they're animated, because you can't understand what they're saying, it sounds a lot faster than it actually is, and it sounds angry. It's statistically probable that some of them actually are angry, though. Of course. I mean, that's true. I think I think this guy that got kicked off the plane. The problem is he wasn't actively condemning uh, acts of terror by other Muslims, yeah. which apparently apparently is what you should do all the time if you're a Muslim. So he wasn't making that point. Um, yeah, no, you're right. I think um, I'd I'd like to I'd like that actively condemn Anders Breivik uh, publicly on the uh, on the podcast. I'm. You see, I the thing is, I'm pretty much down with all of this stuff. But I was reading the thing. And even I, with my uh, down with uh, down with white people um, attitude that I'm starting to have more and more recently, right? Um, Racist. Yeah, true. I'm I'm comfortable with this one though. <laughs> so, um, uh, unlike all of the other we racisms had it, we had it I've coming. had, we had it coming. Yeah, um, is that as I was reading it, I was thinking, well, but I mean, 
I, he obviously, obviously he was innocent. But if, uh, if what he was doing was through his, like, through no fault of his own, was making other people on the flight scared, surely, I mean, something had to be done. And I, I had a moment where I actually thought, this is an unsolvable problem, surely. And then I thought, no, it isn't an unsolvable problem. <laughs> Why? I, I actually, it, it's, it's really insidious logic because you start to think, well, I mean, if one, if, if you inconvenience one person just to make all of the other people on the flight feel comfortable, then, you know, because those people probably are scared for their life and nobody should feel scared for their, for their life, you know, and it's, it's like the thing with, um, uh, uh, toilets with, uh, uh, who can and can't use gendered toilets. No, it's like, um, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, to make people feel more comfortable, we could make, <clears throat> help us identify Muslims, we could make them wear uh, little yellow stars, well, for example, couldn't we? The, I mean, I know what you're getting at. You're trying to Godwin this conversation. Well, I, no, but it's how how that starts. Yeah, oh, absolutely. This is how it starts, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Um, but uh, the, the thing you're missing there is that um, you can already Subtlety. you can already identify uh, you can already identify Muslims. At least you can already identify the Muslims that matter in this context because they're brown. And in fact, if you're brown and you're not a Muslim, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. People are still going to be scared of you anyway because um, our world is uh, spiraling toward disaster. Yeah, to its next, to, towards the next war. I mean, we're getting prepped for it. It's good. It's exciting. It's a good time to be alive. Do you think it will happen in our lifetime? I really hope not. Um, well, I mean, I'd rather uh, I was... Uh, if I have to die, <clears throat> I'd rather I could die heroically saving my children from something that like dramatic like that. Uh, leaving them with uh, some uh, wise words that they would take with them into the post-apocalypse. Something like, oh, bomb shrapnel really hurts. No, I like, uh, look, uh, look after, look out for your brother. You're all you'll have left. And, and be kind to people, but don't get ki- don't get killed by cannibals. Um, some, or, or, or mutant robots. Some people on a, uh, on a, a, a Facebook group I'm on, one of the nice ones, uh, is that is that another one where you're you're passive about your um podcast co-hosts? Or? No, I'm only I'm only passive aggressive about my <clears throat> podcast co-hosts. I only asked a question. <laughs> it was funny. Um, I uh, I I fail to see how you get to be the victim. <laughs> oh no, no, I don't. I don't think I'm a victim anyway. Don't even think it was me that you really I'm a, a particular joy about. Um, so. Uh, I mean, you can you can not think that that's fine. The um, but on this uh, podcast, I listen a lot more frequently than everyone else. Yes, that's true. On this uh, group I'm on, uh, people were trying to work out a timeline for The Walking Dead. I know you don't watch it, do you? I don't. Uh, know. But it's basically. I mean, all you need to know about this conversation is that it's a zombie, um, a zombie apocalypse, a post-apocalypse thing, and um, yep. they're trying to work out how much time <clears throat> has passed in the show, how much time. Like real time is supposed to have passed since the zombie apocalypse, and one of the main okay. things they were trying to work out is because a couple of seasons ago we were introduced to a group of um, cannibals who were um, like humans who had resorted to cannibalism, 
that's what that means. And uh, and they were one of the things they were trying to work out was they were saying, well, I mean, I thought that like surely there's still going to be loads of canned. If it's only a few months that have passed, surely there are going to be uh, still lots of canned food. They're still going to be able to find animals to eat and stuff like that. Isn't that a little bit early for people to resort to cannibalism? And I was thinking they clearly don't live in, in England. Uh, I think uh, when I walk around... Um, when I walk around Southampton sometimes I think that it's amazing to me that people aren't already eating each other down alleyways to be fair I, I, I worked in a part of town where from time to time they already were yeah. and also to be fair how long did it take those rugby players in that um, in that film Alive to start eating each other well if you're on a plane you know it's all about how much food is there and you know if they happen to be somewhere where there's no ready food source I imagine it only takes a couple of days. Well, if you're surrounded by rugby players, you're going to be like, you know, if um, if you were if you were surrounded by really skinny, uh, unhealthy people, uh, when you looked at them and imagined them as food, like they do in uh, in the old cartoons, it'd be like scrawny. It'd be like, mm. I don't know, a few string beans and, and and a cantaloupe. Or something, but when you look at a rugby player, it's all going to be ham hocks and steaks and stuff, isn't it? That's true. To be fair, if I was surrounded by rugby players, last thing I'd be worrying about is eating. I'd be worried about hiding my um, erection. I'd, I'd be worried. Yeah, I, I was going to say something like that. You kind of, you're way more homoerotic than I am these days. I feel like you're deliberately trying to outstrip me. Oh, I'd, I'd love to strip you <laughs> so completely naked. How have, and how have you been? Lather you in. Uh, right, look, I'll tell you what I'll do. What? Right, because, you know, I've got a hard out. Yeah. I've I've written three things down right. that I could talk about tonight. Okay. Shall I read out I'll, I'll read out the titles of the three things? And if any of them are interesting. And, and you, you can choose. All right. <clears throat> uh, number one is split diagraphs. That's split diagraphs. Okay, give me number, number two. Number two is diabetes. Right. Okay. Give me number three. Shit fountain. Is shit fountain to do with your relationship with your uh, your uh, 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 extended family? No. It's actually about a shit oh, fountain. That, actually, I'll give you a little bit of an update on that. Okay. I, I spoke to my mum today. This is hot off the press. I spoke to my mum today, and I've invited her and her partner over our house on the Saturday of the bank holiday weekend. So I'm I'm moving on and making a uh, a fresh start. You're more grown up than me. Well, they're gonna. Do you know? I was gonna. I was gonna say they're gonna die one day. <laughs> but um, uh, the door's open. I don't really want Scarlett to hear yeah. me talking like that. Um, but you know, <clears throat> none of us live forever. So eventually, you've got to let God. these things go and move on, haven't you? Hopefully not. Yeah. Mm. You're right. No, I know. Okay, so. Um, I, do you want those three? I know, do you want those three choices again? I know. No, I know which one I want. I think. Okay. I think there's there's definitely comedy in the third one. Um, I'll yeah. definitely learn something about the world with the first, but I want to know about the second one. But I've got a list as well. Okay. So um, uh, mine's actually uh, four, but I think we can probably okay. dismiss at least one of them. Um, everything Brilliant. in this house is beeping. That was something okay. that I wrote down right. as I was preparing to start recording with you. Um, okay. Chicken abortions. <clears throat> uh, Noah Pood. Ooh. And Amy. Now, 
Ooh. Right. I can. I mean, actually, I can cover two of them. Right. Everything in this house is beeping. Literally, uh, everything. You're not going to give me a choice, and you're just going to tell them. Well, no. This, these I are because gonna, I, I thought I thought we we're going to have a game here. Because these aren't these aren't really. Everything in this house is beeping. Was literally just at that point. Mm. The washing machine was telling me it had finished. The the cooker was telling me that I had put something mm. on the hob when um, I. Uh, shouldn't have our hob is amazing it can tell you when you put something on it that isn't supposed to be there but it can't actually heat up a fucking pan of water it's Brilliant. incredible the future is can, can i ask you a question and maybe that uh, that the listener as well yeah. is there anything more anxious making than being in the same room as a washing machine on spin cycle no i don't think there is i don't i think mm. you're right i think I, 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 that's my answer anyway i don't think there is um mm. It, it shuts me down. It's horrible. I hate it. I get freaked out. And I was in Nam. <laughs> yes, Chelton yes, we Nam. <laughs> Chelton Nam. It's very good. I like that. That's funny. Um, chicken abortions was. You I... should write down Dan. You should definitely yeah, rock that Chel- out again. Chelton Arm. Hang on. Do it on another podcast. Chelton Ham. Chelton Ham. Chelton Nam. Well, I think I'm doing. Um, I think I'm doing Stacey's pop culture. Stop riffing on it. It's not working. Twenty four hour one, and uh, and I could probably get away with that. Right. I? Um, chicken abortions was. Yeah. I was. I had fried egg uh, sandwich for dinner. Uh, when it looked like right. we were going to start recording, really soon after I ate my dinner, I thought maybe mm. uh, we could get five minutes out of what I'd had for di- dinner. And I was um, and I was thinking that Jesus. is there any, is there anything more obnoxious than uh, it's it's almost a sort of hipsterism of people going, "Oh, enjoy your chicken abortions when you eat um, an egg." As if like yeah, a fool would a fool would say that. As if a chicken hasn't you know, it's just making light of a decision that no chicken comes to lightly. You know, it's true. Yeah, I believe in the chicken's right to choose. Yeah, me too. Um, and the other two uh, that leaves Noah Pood and Amy. Um, but I want to know about your diabetes. Okay, I've got diabetes. I've got type two diabetes. I found out uh, two weeks ago, um, and I'm currently controlling it through diet and um, medication. Um, it's uh, readily available to uh, all of us if you uh, eat too much food and sweeties. And in hindsight, Nikki and I have both agreed that a two kilogram tub of Tang Fastics for my birthday might have been a misstep. <laughs> that was really recently, was it? Yeah, I reckon that's what because I actually I went in I went into the doctor's. She's been lovely. She she has been everything with me. She's been absolutely fantastic. But I went in um, last Friday uh, for a checkup, which is fine. The medication's going fine. Apparently, it can give you it can give you the runs. Yeah. But um, to be honest, with you, like you, I mean, pretty much living with a diarrhea tummy all the I time. Anyway, know. I'm so too stressed fine. out all the so, time. I think is what causes that. Yeah. I'm I'm so I'm so uh, unhealthy. But um, she actually she showed me it was quite cool. She she got me involved, showed me the the results she's got back from Path and Lab at um at the hospital, and she said, "Look, if you look at this figure here, and it was actually the shape of a little gummy bear." She said, "Your your blood is actually ninety nine percent Haribo," <laughs> she's which funny, I, I, like I thought her. was unbelievable. Yeah. What so what I, what I started doing, I said to said to Nikki, "We should tap me like a maple tree." <laughs> 
So, do you think? Um, did you like get? Did you have you still got the 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 tub of Tangfast sticks? And did you like kick it and go and shake your fist at it? Are you convinced that it well, was that that well, sent no, you over the edge? Well, no, clearly, clearly, I ate them all. It's like, <laughs> and then within within a week and a half. So I think, I mean, any man who has the the ability to polish off two kilograms of jelly sweets in, in a week and a half. Fine. He fucking deserves diabetes, in my opinion. So you didn't go into bitterness for you didn't say to Nikki, you haven't broken down to Nikki and said, God, everything was on track with, everything was on track with my health and, and diet and everything. And, and, and then no, there was just that uh, one fucking tub of sweets. It's given me diabetes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all it did it. No, and I, I, I'll tell you what, it's weird because you, you've known me long enough to know that it's, it's kind of the thing that I've lived in fear of. Mm. Um, for some time, you know, I joke about it a lot, but it is, it killed my dad. Yeah. You know? He, um, he, uh, he was diabetic, died at 56 of a heart attack, but, you know, he, he did not look after himself at all well and was insulin dependent towards the end as well, which he didn't manage particularly well. Weirdly, being given the diagnosis, so actually sitting there and the day I got the diagnosis, it was like, well, right, well, this is a project then. It's like my life has to change. Because it's medically impossible for me to live the way I've been living. So it's been really, we've gone into a really healthy routine of eating really quickly. Things have, things have changed dramatically very quickly. I'm feeling much better as a result of taking the medication and eating, eating better. I've already lost weight, you know. Nic- Nicola's lost five pounds, she insists, I tell you. Uh-huh, um, okay. So it, it, it's weird. Everything feels all of a sudden really positive and upbeat. You know, it's like uh, I've got something to beat now, so I feel really determined to beat it and reverse it, you know? So, um, yeah, it was uh, a real surprise to me. This is uh, this is all really good news, but when you start talking about beating this uh, illness, I'm slightly worried you're going to start oh. doing those fun runs in special coloured T-shirts. My my knees remain fucked, oh, so there's oh, no chance of me. Thank, I can't run. Thank God for your fucked knees, frankly. Yeah, that's been it's been one of my my problems because I I was quite active until my early thirties, and then my knees sort of because I dislocated my kneecap a few times, oh, and um, my knees hate running. Nothing. Um, they get very cross. Nothing makes me feel like a worse person than. Uh, uh, well, actually, no, there's loads of things that make me feel like a worse person. But one of the things that really makes me feel like a properly nasty misanthrope is um, the uh, not the walk for life or the when I'm when I'm walking the dogs or something and I and I race for life. the race for life because for some reason it it just I I don't know why but it just really rubs me up the wrong way and and it doesn't make any sense and I think what it is is I think it's that I really don't like cancer. No, and, it's a rotter. And um, there should be. This is this is one of those things where you know how we're capable of. Um, most people don't like to really acknowledge this or, or fail to really acknowledge this, but we're capable of thinking two completely contradictory things at, at the same time. As humans, it's mm-hmm. one of the things that keeps us interesting. Um, we can think really self-destructive things and really positive things at the same time and stuff like that. And. Um, I'm totally aware that there is nothing more um, optimistic and positive and good than people um, 
than people feeling like they're getting one over on cancer or something or or like making something positive out of something so awful and stuff like that. But for some reason, it just, I can't shake the futility of it. And it ends up winding. I end up like one of those uh, angry teenagers going, I'm not angry. I don't know why I'm, uh, this is a very specific thing. I don't know if any angry teenagers ever said this, but like shaking my fist at the world and saying, damn it, sheeple, don't you realize we're all doomed? What are you doing? Dressing up in pink and like fucking going around in a happy bundle with each other around the common sort of thing. And that's yeah, stupid. It's, it's totally insane. I- I think it's because people like you and I are un, 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 often unable of taking our negativity and and uh, fear and um, sadness and turning it into something positive. Because I feel exactly the same with things like children in need and comic relief. Yeah. I just can't watch them because I get so... I, I get angry at the injustice of the world, to be honest with you, rather than the futility of it all. Well, it's... I sort of... I, I get very angry, especially with, like, children in need and stuff. And and I find there's such a stark juxtaposition between the shiny floor and lights of the studio mm. and the deprivation and squalor that they show often there. And I'm thinking, Jesus, you know, we could have a slightly less good set. Yeah. And give them... Do, do you know what I mean? It's like, actually, when you think about... I, I always think about, well, actually, our lives wouldn't be that much worse if we gave X amount more money and made everyone's life. So the socialist in me comes out to be yeah, honest with you. I mean, He's uh, like, why can't we all give a little bit more and make everyone's lives a little bit fairer? I, and, and I just, I, I get enraged by that because they're making you feel good about giving quite a paltry amount. Yeah. When if they wanted to do something positive and affect change is like you need to affect social change to make people want to care on a wider, more long-term basis. But, you know, I we don't. I feel like um, we probably get pissed off with the same things, but for really different reasons. Because for me, although, mm-hmm. although I refer to futility, there is an element of that. But, but the real thing is, and listeners, uh, the, the, the listener definitely will be um, aware of this character trait, certainly in me. I, I My way of dealing with things is to make light of them generally i don't think yeah, yeah, i don't yeah, think i'm deluded think. about it i think i f- i face stuff most stuff i face full like front ways on that's not a very good way of putting it but it's not like i hide from stuff but like my way of dealing with horrible things is to talk about how horrible they are and try and take them of a little take a little bit of their power away by taking the piss and help process them as yeah, well, out, doesn't it? Yeah, out of my reaction to them, but also other people's. And mm-hmm. that means that really earnest behaviour, it's like oil and water for me. Mm-hmm. I can't... It just seems really super... fit. Like, even if I've got no reason to resent people for it, and, you know, it's their way of coping with something horrible that happened in their family or whatever... I, I'm jealous of people who are able to deal with stuff... I don't trust in that it. Way in some... I think is the thing. I don't trust earnestness. I feel like it's not. You think done it's me a veneer? Hmm? It, do, you, do you feel it's a veneer? Yeah, and the fact that it's not, um, the fact that it's not like done out of maliciousness. It's done as a coping strategy. Oh no! I, I often look at people and thinking, "Oh, you're doing that to hide your inner pain." <laughs> yeah. 
But it, and it's like for me, I think that's what I mean about futility. I don't mean the futility of of fighting against mm. cancer. Obviously, if anyone I know, uh, well, and people I know have got um, a, a very like a disproportionate amount of people I've known have got cancer in the last few years. Actually, it's kind of weird, um, and I want them to fight it. And I do believe in the power of of being positive about it and 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 stuff like that and and trying hard i think that we over mythologize the fighting against it if you see what i mean especially yeah. when we talk about people who died um we mm-hmm. they gave up their brave they lost their brave fight is kind of it's a weird way of talking about something and um yeah so it, i i do i do believe all of that i'm not saying that it's futile to feel that way about cancer um it's it just feels to me like it's futile to it's the earnestness that's futile for me as a coping strategy that just wouldn't work and i have seen people um coping with other things with this sort of throwing a smile on it uh grinning through the pain sort of thing and it it doesn't ever seem sustainable to me so yeah but it's better than the alternative i think yeah i mean if you've got no in terms on a societal level yeah if cynicism and being sardonic doesn't work for you doesn't you don't draw draw helpful energy from it i guess it makes sense i mean the thing is it, this is good because if we were um if we were more popular <laughs> um yeah. this is the sort of thing where if you listen to everything i said just then i by far come out as the weakling in that you know i'm i'm clearly the i'm i'm very aware that i'm the weak link in my getting angry at people doing race for life thing oh yeah yeah but um but sorry, I got this is really distracting recording here. I was just watching my big white goldfish, and he's going, he's like he's dancing. Ah, I think he wants to have a pop at me. I, there are times when he, he swims towards the glass, and I think if you could get out of here, that's white supremacy for you, though. You'd freaking bite me. So it's, it's, he's, he's fucking huge as well. Yeah, yeah, it's like he's he's used to lording it over all of the other coloured um, coloured fish. That's what that's about. It is true because he's got a little fish red and black one in with him. Yeah, he's got a little red and black one in with him, and he's, he's definitely um, definitely lords it over him. Oh, God, when will this? Or her, I don't know. When will this end? How do you tell? I mean, I haven't seen his dick, so he might be a man or a girl. A fish got dicks? Have you seen a fish dick? I haven't seen a fish dick, but um, yeah, if, if someone, uh, if we were famous, someone could easily take a couple of sentences out of what I said earlier on and uh, spread it around as uh, Nick hates people who race for life because he loves cancer or something like that. Kirsty Young wouldn't like you. No, it's like what's it's like what happened to Stephen Fry this week. She, oh, don't. Um, <laughs> was it Kirsty Young? I, I think it was like Children in Your Sport Relief was on and, and someone had retweeted in my time. If you're not watching this, then you're not the sort of person I like at all. This is blah, blah, blah. Fuck you and your sermonising. It's like she earns enough fucking money. If she wants to bloody help out, then maybe she could lower her standard of living and give a bit of her hard earned, couldn't she? You just can't actually help it, can you? No, but I mean, don't bloody sermonise at me when you're sat in your bloody, you know, posh friggin' what is it, um, uh, Lardy Dar Hill in London house, and and tell me that I've got to give money when you're, frankly, sat on quite a lot of it, Mrs. Property Ladder in the Loft. That's a perfect uh, uh, microcosm or something of um, of 
the relationship you and I have to things, to issues and stuff. Like I said, we we end up angry of roughly the I, same things, you know, but I for different she, reasons. She 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 symbolises twee aspirational crafting in a way that sickens me. Power to the people, man. Thank you. But, I'd say a kind of revolution. There'd be no artisanal frigging crafting. But like you see, what 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 would annoy me about that is um, I'd get probably equally as annoyed. But what would get me annoyed about it is uh, the um, the. Can you hear the dog going mental in the background? That's brilliant. Is it now inside out? Because that's what it sounds <laughs> like it was doing. No, she's, prob- she's probably about to stop probably acting up. Back. But the, um, I'm feeling a bit bilious because of this coffee. And I've had a bit of trouble with my back or my kidneys. It's either my back, uh, it's either I've pulled mm. a muscle somewhere in my core mm. or my kidneys are about to explode. And I can't quite decide which it is, but it's it's been causing me a lot of issues over the last few days. And I've got an ulcer in my mouth. Which just won't go away. Anyway, um, I've yes. got diabetes, Nick. You got what? I've got diabetes. Have you? Yeah. Oh, that's so. You stick, you, you stick your aches and pains up. Your but um, <laughs> my aches and pains are up my ass somewhere. But anyway, I believe that the, uh, the yeah. So I listen. I, I I'd read something like that by a celebrity, and whatever the issue they were talking about, um, I would be like. Who gave you the right to? Uh, who gave you the right to tell other people how they should think? What oh, yeah, are absolutely. you? Absolutely. I mean, what are you? I wouldn't start thinking about uh, the how much money they've got and how they could be sharing it around more, though. I'd be like, because I feel like this about um, no, no, because it was she was sermonising about wanting to give people giving money to the charity. It's like when friggin' Bono. Tells you you got to give the money, but he won't even bloody live in Ireland for enough days in the year to pay frigging tax in the country that he comes from. So he can fuck off telling you what to do with your money. Yeah, you see, start paying your fair uh, share to the bloody Irish exchequer. But I'd be like, I mean, who are you? You're a pop star. That's what you fucking are, Bono. That's literally the extent to which I want to hear from no, you. That's okay? all They've written some ditties. Good for you! If you've got an important enough thing to say, if you've got an important enough issue to communicate, do it for mm. your art or fuck off. I have yeah, to. Absolutely. But the thing is, I feel like that about people I love as well, whose, uh, whose, um, <clears throat> ideals i'm broadly on the same side as so mm. you, you know we're getting pissed off with the same people but for like slightly different things i'll tell you who did it right nick kershaw do you think nick kershaw did did it right because he had that um he had that save the whale song on the riddle album didn't he but he didn't hear him going on about it otherwise all he save the whale save the whale that's and that's it that's all he had to say was we should save the whales i'm gonna make a song about it i'm gonna make some art about it and I'll leave that art for you, but I'm going to take myself and my mullet over here, and I'm just going to talk about whatever people talked about in the 80s, uh, cocaine and guitars. If I want to know, uh, if I want to know, uh, if I want to talk ideals uh, with you, Stephen Fry, I will ask you what it's like being a very well-off uh, gay white man who happens to get a bit sad sometimes, all right? Anything else, I'm not interested. I don't want to hear your opinions about women. I don't want to hear your opinions about child abuse victims. Um, Billy Bragg, you're all right, actually. I'll allow... Seeing him next week. I'll allow Billy Bragg a certain amount, as long as he makes it funny. I, um, I've i been to... I've there's, seen... a, there's a Labour rally down in Bournemouth. I'm going down to it. 
and he's um, he's going to be at it. I've seen him live. I've seen him live quite a few times, and he's only really he. It's only really irritating. Like the thing that I guess part of the problem for me is most of these people are really good communicators in their chosen field, but I don't think they do that much good in most cases too far away from it. So Billy Bragg has made me think more with his songs and with some of the uh some of the the stuff he does in between songs because he talks a lot in between songs doesn't he he's still there yeah. yeah yeah he's a showman he he does and he talks a lot and sometimes he's funny and sometimes he he fills you in on some history and sometimes he's very heartfelt i think maybe only once has it felt like he's he's gone um, uh, over into like hectoring rather than lecturing. I think maybe that's what I mean. It's, he's he's a good raconteur and he's also um, he's also really good at lecturing. He's a really good communicator. Uh, he's a really good communicator in a certain sense. But once they slip over the line into hectoring, once they slip away from their creativity and stuff, sometimes it can get a little bit much. The only I only choose Billy Bragg as an example because I want you know I want to show that it's more the behaviour that bothers me in some ways than than what the people are saying a lot of the time. I I can't remember what we were talking about now. Can you not? But but I know it's fifteen minutes after my hard out, Nick. Have you taken your drugs yet? No, I'm I'm waiting. I need to. But so how long after you take your drugs before they knock you out? An hour. What? So you could have taken your drugs like half an hour ago. Well, yeah, I, I could have, but I didn't. You said it was going to be a really short show. Did I say that? Yes, you did. We'll have to listen back to it and, and but make sure. Normally, you that. say that right before we record our longest <laughs> shows. Well, this is um, this is this is less than an hour. This one. Well, I t- I'll tell you what I do. The other two topics I had uh, yeah. to talk about, I'll leave them on the list. I might add one or two, and I'll. I'll let you do that again next week I mean, you can decide what I talk about but, uh, just okay although I mean to be fair me talking about diabetes turned into you hating people who do the race for life so, <laughs> so who knows where it'll go so no, um, I'm alright but thank you for asking good I'm glad you, I, I that's I, I talked to you about that stuff you know that's what Facebook and text messages are for hey, no one I wants me to be nice fault. to you on the podcast I know it's all my own fault Nick don't say you know, that because I'm probably going to well, get it as well, is. and I don't want to have to blame myself just because you, I don't want you to be the better man. You eat better than I do. Do I though? I don't know. Do you know? You like you I, do. I will probably. It, it, I am. Um, oh, no, I don't. I don't look like I do. It's just you are so much taller than me that I look small because I'm quite a long way away. That's that's, that's true. what that is. I don't understand perspective. And also, you're, lo- none. you're looking at me from the top, so my head looks like it's in proportion <laughs> to the rest of my body, but actually I'm kind of egg-shaped. It's horrible. Um, things that are timely that I have to mention now, because um, otherwise I-, I will forget or they won't be as important. Today, Noah pooed in his potty for the first time. Most of the listeners who don't have children really aren't going to want to hear that but it was quite a big deal he's still not quite got a hang of we the pooing was an accident but it was quite amazing he said it's like play-doh and then he said it's not like play-doh is it and we were like no no it isn't like play-doh um and um ask me about my long-lost friend amy because uh next week 
don't ask me about it now. Okay. Um, listener, you can talk to us on uh, Twitter at 2GMPod. Um, or I'm Nick Sight, N-A-X-S-I-G-H-T. James is... James Momb, M-O-M-B. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Two Grown Men. We also uh, have a website. It's twogrownmen.net. Um, is it two the number two? I can't remember. Nor can I never okay. go there. Uh, but anyway, there are full show notes. <laughs> <laughs> there are full... There are full show notes on every episode there. Um, you can listen to all of our past episodes. You can also subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. And if you rate and review us at those places, that would be lovely too. And you can support us at our Patreon, which is at patreon.com forward slash T-O-T-P. Apparently, if you try and find us by searching for um, anything remotely like like that... Uh, especially in the app, you won't find us. So patreon.com forward slash TOTP. Discovering the app is dreadful. Is it? Yeah. I've got that impression from... You've kind of told me that loads, which is why I haven't bothered downloading it. Have you still got it, though? Do you still use it? Yeah, it's good for, um, uh, like... Um, Nothing? No, for the people you do give... You, you give patrons to, it's really useful for, like, reading their update feeds and stuff. Oh, okay, cool. I'll, I'll have um, to yeah, get if it. you put TOTP into um, the Patreon app, you get uh, the top five of death. Oh, that's rubbish. Is is creating a podcast? I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. It's patreon.com forward slash TOTP. Don't use the app. That's what I'm getting from James there. Um, mm-hmm. You can uh, give as little as a dollar a month. That sounds dismissive. I think a dollar a month is a lot. Um, give us little as nothing <laughs> and yeah and if you uh, if you do I've been writing uh, I've been writing little blog posts about each episode it's normally a little while after the episodes go out because I've been really really rubbish and demoralised recently um, but hopefully uh, they're worth something to someone somewhere um, and uh, that's all the weather I think <sighs> it's weird recording these on Skype James I'm not sure about it you know I was perfectly comfortable. I enjoyed it. Were you? Oh, okay. Well, no, not... no, seriously, yeah. Probably the most relaxed I've ever been, but I've got a slightly different setup than normal, so... Do you have your it's cock more, out? It's more relaxing. No, I haven't got any pants on, though, but I've got a nice pair of uh, Star Wars lounge pants, or Jim Jam bottoms, whatever you want to call them. Oh, oh God, isn't it nice to like Star Wars again? Mind you, you never really stopped, because you're, you're, you're no, well never in stopped stopped loving Stockholm Star Wars. Syndrome, but I am... Um, Star- I didn't particularly like the first three, the... the um, Prequels. Prequels, but I've never lost my Star Wars, man. No, the special editions did for me. But this most recent one's great. And I've been playing, I've been watching Rebels, and I've been playing Disney Infinity, um, the uh, Twilight of the Republic. It's really good. I like it. It uses the same sort of, it's got the same sort of look as the Rebels um, animation. You're like Peter Jackson, you are. Am I? It's like, yeah, you, you know, like with all these endings... I'm sorry. Well, you know, I just I, I thought it was the right time and place to bring it up on the podcast. I don't see anything awkward about that. No, it's fine. I mean, it's when we're recording is when we should have these discussions. Yeah, no, I think it, I think it's good. Well, this is the, these discussions. The podcast recordings are the only times you really talk to me. So, <sighs> David, David, did I start that or did he? I mean, look. <laughs> Bye-bye, podcast listener. (laughs) Bye-bye.
What the fuck's podcast listener mean? Right. It means the listener of the podcast. Thank you.